0: This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, we're going to tackle a big one, and that is the issue of stress. We all know intuitively that stress and weight loss do not make best friends. And yet, the conundrum that we find ourselves in is that we probably experience more stress now than we ever have before. It just feels completely unavoidable. And when I look back at my own weight loss journey, and particularly my, my weight gain journey, and the times of, of my life when I've kind of gained the most weight, it is clear for me that there is absolutely a relationship between stress and weight. And I think what really illustrates this is what happened to me during my medical training, during my emergency medicine residency training. So, when I entered medical school, I was definitely overweight, but nowhere anywhere near my heaviest. And I was actually in fairly good shape. In fact, when I entered my first year of residency, I was attending the gym regularly. And even though I was overweight, I was fit and I was strong. And I mean I was regularly lifting 350 pound deadlifts. Like no joke, I was in great shape. But when I entered my second year of residency, this is when we start to do more rotations in critical care and surgery and, and other rotations that were just very demanding on my time and my energy and my emotions. And all of my healthy habits just went right out the window. And in fact, I think that is really when I started to use food to eat stress. I don't think I ever really did it before then, but I have memories of being towards the end of a 36-hour shift at the hospital and dreaming about the food that I was going to eat when I got home. And there were some nights in the damn hospital where it was that thought that, and only that thought that really got me through it. And in retrospect, when I look back at me and my fellow um, co-residents, some of them lost weight, right? Their response to stress was to lose an appetite and Eat less. And unfortunately, I went the other way. I was eating all the time to soothe my stress. And so it's really no surprise that I gained about 10 pounds per year for the following four years of my residency and then the first two years out of practice or out of residency in my first two years of of independent medical practice. And so for me, the issue of stress and weight is intricately interwoven. The thing is though. When we talk about managing stress, what the heck does that even mean? Like, when we say manage stress, what does that mean? And it seems to me that when we talk about it, what we're usually referring to is how do we reduce the amount of stress in our life or how do we avoid stress altogether by finding ways to be calm, right? In any case, like, stress is certainly not something we ever get excited about experiencing. And so, Because of my experience with this and also the experience of so many of my clients, I decided to write a course on stress management as bonus material for the women inside of my coaching program. And so I've been knee deep into research for this for the last couple of months. And The conclusion that I've come to is that maybe it's not about how much stress we have, but rather how we choose to think about the stress that we do have in our lives. Because as we know, as adults living in the modern world, stress is completely unavoidable. It's just always going to be there. And really, I think this is excellent news because what it means is that we can choose to react differently when stress does show up in our lives. So there's an amazing neuroscientist named Kelly McGonigal who wrote a book called The Upside of Stress. And in that book, she defines stress as something that arises when something we care about is at stake. And I love this definition because it sort of encompasses all of the things, right? The thoughts, the feelings, and the physical reactions that we get when we're stressed. And what I also love about this definition is that stress and meaning are linked. So you don't stress about things you don't care about. And so you can't really create a meaningful life without experiencing stress from time to time. And I love this idea because it means that stress is important. Stress tells us what's important in our lives, and it tells us that there are things worth protecting and worth cherishing in our lives, which is a pretty big deal. Now, Kelly McGonigal calls this whole thing the stress paradox. So that rather than being a sign that something is wrong with us or wrong with our lives, stress can actually be a barometer for how engaged we are in our lives, which is such a different way of looking at stress. Right. The traditional way that we look at stress, of course, is that it's harmful and we need to be constantly mitigating it somehow. So we tend to think that stress depletes our energy, negatively affects our health. It makes us less productive. It puts a halt to any personal growth and it certainly gets in the way of weight loss. But what if there is another way to look at stress? What if instead, you chose to believe that stress is good for you, that it actually improves your energy and health and confidence? And as per usual, this all circles back again to our neurobiology and our evolution. So way back in the day, we developed the fight, flight, or flee stress response. Because back then, when you were being chased by a saber-toothed tiger, this was literally a matter of life or death. And the stress response really evolved. To keep us alive in these dangerous situations. But in modern day times, we rarely find ourselves being chased by saber toothed tigers, or at least I hope that's not the case for most of us. But the stressors we do face sure make it feel that way sometimes, don't they? And so our body kicks out stress hormones that make us believe it's true, makes us believe that our lives are actually in physical danger. And this is why chronic stress is so detrimental in weight loss, at least stress the way we define it traditionally, because stress hormones tell the body to focus on the things we need to do to fight, fight, or flee. And so our digestion and metabolism sort of just screeches to a halt. And researchers actually have a name for this whole phenomenon. They call it the mismatch theory, and it shows up when systems we developed over the course of our evolution no longer match the realities of the times we are living in now. And our stress response is really the perfect example of this phenomenon. And so what's the solution to this? Well, instead of looking at this as a stress response, we can choose to look at it as a challenge response instead. So here's here's what I mean by this. When a difficult situation arises, we feel threatened, right? We tend to automatically go into flight, fight, or flee because we instinctively assume that we're in danger somehow, our lives are under threat. During these times of acute stress, our heart rate goes up, our breathing increases, we get a rush of adrenaline, and the cortisol starts flowing again. And what's really interesting about all of this is that when you measure these same things in people who are in a flow state, like what we call being in flow. So if you think about like artists in the flow of creating their art or Um, where musicians go when they're creating a beautiful piece of music or like athletes who are totally focused um, at the peak of their game or surgeons performing a complex procedure, all of those sorts of situations when you're in flow like that, these guys, they aren't feeling calm and zenned out. (laughs) No, they're not. They show the same sort of physiological responses we do with the fight, flight, or flee response. The difference is that they feel focused rather than fearful, and there's also a different ratio of stress hormones in the body that really allow us to recover from it so much faster. Thing is, when we encounter a difficult situation, the body is going to have a physiological response to it, and so how we end up experiencing that situation and moving through it really depends on how you choose to look at it. If you decide it's a threat to you somehow, then you're going to enter the stress response. But if you view it as a challenge instead, you enter that space of focus and excitement and it becomes a much less toxic experience for us. So rather than trying to calm ourselves down, what we need to do is embrace all of that energy we feel when we're under stress and use it instead to fuel our performance. I think it's pretty damn cool that by changing how you think about stress, you can literally change your biology. This means it's totally within our control, which is really the best news ever. And Kelly McGonigal, in her book, she has a great quote to drive this point home. She says, if you believe that the demands of the situation exceed your resources, you will have a threat response. But if you believe you have the resources to succeed, you will have a challenge response. So here's an example of how this plays out every single time I sit down to record a podcast episode. Public speaking terrifies me and so do microphones. So even though I'm speaking to a wall when I record my podcast, I'm talking into a microphone and I know that people are going to listen to it at some point. So I feel super stressed out every time I sit down to record. My heart pounds, my mouth goes dry, I get a bit sweaty, it's really unattractive, (laughs) and my instinct, of course, is to try to calm myself down. That's what I've always done. So I do some breathing exercises and other things, but it never really helps. Here is what does help me, though. I tell myself, bring it on. Bring it on. And this immediately shifts me from thinking the microphone is threatening to thinking it's simply a challenge to overcome. And this nicely puts me into that flow state, and I use that hormone rush to focus and get it done. So a Harvard Business School researcher actually tested this very thing out in her lab. So she brought in a bunch of people and had them prepare to give a speech. She had half of the participants try to calm themselves down by repeating, I am calm, I am calm, to themselves over and over and the other half were told to embrace all the anxiety they felt. And they repeated to themselves the phrase, I'm excited. I am excited. I'm excited. So here's what happened. Both groups continued to feel nervous about giving their speech. That part didn't change. But the group who embraced the anxiety actually felt excited. They felt a little bit more comfortable and the people who watched the speeches and graded them actually rated their speeches as being more persuasive, more confident, and more competent than the speeches of those who tried to calm themselves down first. So by simply changing their mindset around stress, they were much better able to perform under pressure. And so I've actually been doing this for weeks now. Every time I feel that surge of nervous energy, I try to get excited. And I love using the phrase, bring it on. It works for me because when I say this, I feel the fear shift into excitement and it totally changes the game. It's awesome because it takes away my desire to try to avoid like the painful or difficult situations. And it trains me instead to move forward, pushing me outside of my comfort zone and helping me grow. And the other thing that happens when I say bring it on is like, I feel like I stand taller. I definitely feel stronger and more confident. And the thing is, in other areas of my life, I love a challenge. I love solving problems. And so it puts me in this space of this is a challenge, this is a problem, and I'm going to solve it. And so saying bring it on has just been (laughs) such, it sounds so simple, but it has been such a game changer for me. And so, if we go back to that definition of stress as being something that arises when something we care about is at stake, if I push through that fear and embrace the excitement, then I'm better able to protect the things that are important to me. So, I really encourage you to give this a try and see if it changes how you feel and how you respond to all of those stressful, um, difficult situations in your life. So, when you find yourself feeling threatened, when you get that surge of like stressful, nervous energy, say, I'm excited or borrow my phrase and say, bring it on and see if that changes how you feel in some way. Bring it on. All right. So managing stress in one form or another is a critical component of a successful weight loss program. So if you'd like to learn more about this, book a consult call with me just head on over to my website at www.waysahealth.com and click on book a consult call and we can have a chat together all about this. I'd also love to hear how you're bringing it on in your own life. So reach out to me on social at Ways of Health to tell me all your stories. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye.